Welcome back to another What's Up podcast. I'm the What's Up associate editor, Jocelyn Murphy, and I'm not going to say that my two guests that I'm talking to today are my favorite guests because I don't want to bias myself, but I have to admit that I do get very excited every time I talk to two of these people, uh, number one, or both of these people, number one, because you're both so delightful, but number two, it usually means that I'm going to get to see something very, very fun soon. So welcome back to our podcast, Scott Galbraith, the Walton Arts Center Vice President of Programming and Executive Producer, and Jennifer Ross, Director of Programming. Hi, Jocelyn. How are you? We're so happy to be on. Yeah, Truly, especially with an intro like that. <laughs> well, I mean, I mean it. Oh, you know, we've, uh, the three of us have had a couple of conversations over the last year, but I think this is the first time, this might be the first time we've had you back to the podcast since our Broadway discussion last year, and we all know how that season went, so. <laughs> yes, yes we do. <laughs> so, as I said, I'm always very excited to talk to you guys because it usually means that something really fun is coming up and, you know, we've all been so starved for the kinds of performances and live, you know, arts and culture events uh, that we love. Um, so I'm particularly excited for this conversation today because you are announcing the 2021-22 Broadway series! Trying for the applause. Exactly. <laughs> Yes, so uh, it. I know a lot of people when you guys announced that, um, you know, at first some of the shows were going to be put on hold, hopefully we can come back to them, then, okay, no, the whole season is going to have to, well, the whole season and the Walton Arts Center is going to have to be closed down because also Broadway was and still is closed down. So I know a lot of people were worried, oh, I'll, now I might not get to see some of those shows that were announced on the season. Um, and you guys got to keep a lot of them from the 2021 season, and one of them that we didn't get to see from the 2020 season. That's right. We're really excited that these shows um, and the tours came back together the way that they have. Um, I know that everyone in the Broadway industry is just waiting with bated breath for New York and Broadway to, to open back up and for the tours to start again. Absolutely. Yeah, I think that's and we've, I, we're also really grateful to our, our um, producer partner, not our partners, but the producers we work with and the, the booking agents that, that we work with, because really everybody was like-minded in um, essentially trying to unpress pause where we were, which is to say, if you had already confirmed a, a particular title, they were going to do what they could to make sure that you had that in your next season and the season that you opened with so that the, so that all of our, our different audiences were actually going to get to see the shows that we had said they would see. So it wasn't, I would like to take all the credit for that for Walt Earth <laughs> Center, but I want to tell you, it was the entire industry thinking that same way uh, of how do we deliver on what we promised to audiences across the country. Yes. Mm -hmm. um, well, I am very excited about all of the shows on this season. Uh, there might be one in particular that I'm excited to talk about, but let's go in order here. So the first show that will open the 2021 Broadway season was originally going to be on the 2021 season. And if I recall, it is the one that um, when you guys 
were making the announcements. Um, oh, was it at the the Broadway sneak peek? Maybe there was uh, that one was the one that I remember people being most excited about. I heard the most uh, y- like ripple of you know chatter through the audience over "Come From Away." Am I remembering that correctly? I think That's so. I remember. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> so "Come From Away" opens in October, and yeah, like you said, that was one that you got to keep. Yes, it is. And we are, this is one of those that we were absolutely thrilled um, to be able to hang on to um, because for, for a number of reasons, you know, it's a spectacular show, but it ironically is about a group of people coming through the other side of a tragic experience. And that is exactly where we are again now. Mm. And so for us to be able to reopen our Broadway series with a piece that is so poignant, so relevant, um, and so joyous, because it's not about the tragedy. It's about the overcoming. It's about the coming together. It's about the shared humanity pulling together in, in, in times of, of challenge and finding the way to be civil with each other and to support each other, despite just, you know, ridiculous number of differences. Uh, and that's such a great message for right now. Mm. I agree, Scott. And and because the music is sort of folk-inspired, um, it really brings us back to um, a lot of our roots and, and really thinking about what, what brings us together instead of, you know, what has torn us apart. And and so I'm thrilled that we can actually open the season with Come From Away. It's such a powerful story, and uh, I think we might laugh a little harder and cry a little harder than we would have a year ago. Mm, absolutely. Yeah, and uh, for those who are not familiar with the show, it's it's very new. Um, I, I'm completely thrown off now on being able to say it's coming, you know, anything's coming straight from Broadway or, you know, as far as a timeline like that, because there hasn't been any Broadway in the past year, but it is a very new show and it is based on the true story of the 7,000 stranded airline passengers who on 9-11 had to stop in a teeny tiny town in Newfoundland. Um, and mm-hmm. uh, what was it? What, weren't there more stranded passengers? The, that number was greater than the uh, population of the town that they ended up staying in? That's exactly right. Um, Gander, Newfoundland is sort of the, the home base of the story. And uh, there were fewer people in the population of Gander than there were on the planes that landed on the Air Force Base there. So. Yeah, so incredible story, and and as I said, uh, I remember people. Um, you know, again, I when I say last year, I almost mean 2019. I don't know what happened in 2020, so I could be remembering something that happened online. But I remember seeing a lot of chatter, a lot of excitement from just our theater community, theater goers in general, when you guys announced Come From Away. So I know people will be so excited that that is opening the season this year. And We're excited too. <laughs> yes. So after that, we've got Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, and that's another one. Well, I'm I'm just going to stop saying that's another one because again, you were able to keep most of the shows from the 2021 season. So Charlie and the Chocolate Factory is uh, coming after Come From Away in November. Yes, it is. Um, I love this story. It's one of my favorite 
movies, and now it's one of my favorite stage shows. Um, it tells the traditional story uh, sort of from the book, so if you're familiar with the book itself, you'll see uh, some characters straight from the book. Um, it's got uh, a great score, a lot of the um, songs that are in the movie, uh, The Candyman, I've Got a Golden Ticket, um, it's just fantastic. And the Oompa Loompas are hilarious, but I, that's all I can tell you. <laughs> Well, and I'm imagining, too, uh, I, I have seen a couple press photos from the show, but honestly, just like thinking of either movie, really, or if you're, as you said, a fan of the book, just thinking of the visuals and the very vibrant and loud colors and, you know, candy everywhere. So I'm sure it'll be really spectacular to see on stage as well. It's a lot of fun. <laughs> Scott, do you have anything you want to add about Charlie and the Chocolate Factory? Well, I think it, it's almost self-explanatory, but the, the, <laughs> this is one of those shows that is a really great introduction uh, to Broadway for kids. Mm. This is a completely safe family show um, that, again, is rooted in literature and in film, but they will eat this up. So we have a couple shows on this series that, again, we discussed last year, but a couple other shows that were also, Charlie and Chocolate Factory, as you said, is rooted in literature, but also have two uh, films that are very beloved. And there are a couple other shows on this season that are coming from film. And the show opening in December is one I am very excited about because I grew up watching the movie Mean Girls, written by Tina Fey, you know, comedic genius. So I am really excited to see that transition to the stage and come to the Walton Arts Center in December. Great. We're really excited that Mean Girls is coming. The story is about integrity versus conformity, being true to yourself. It is a traditional American musical. It's got really contemporary and upbeat musical theater score. The book itself is by Tina Fey. It's super funny. If you remember when we had Hairspray or Legally Blonde, this show sort of harkens back to those fun girlfriend-type shows as well. But it's for everybody. It's really suitable for preteens and older, anybody who loves contemporary Broadway shows. Yeah, I have to say, as um, I have always known the film to be um, appeal more to, to women than to men, and I take that from the survey group of one being my daughter. But <laughs> I will tell you that as a guy in the theater, I had as much fun, I think, as anybody else. So while this is often thought of as sort of a girl's night out, I'm telling you, it's also a guy's night out. Everybody will have fun with this. Yeah, and I think we talked about this last year when you first announced the show that uh, the movie, uh, again, I grew up watching it, so I could really relate to, you know, the cliques and the girl group and, you know, whatever when I was in, like, middle school and high school. But looking back on it, I really now recognize more the satire of it and just the overall humor, not the specific to a 16-year-old girl humor. And so uh, I think, yeah, a lot of people, a lot of other people who maybe look at that and go, oh, I'm not going to see that. That's for girls. Or that's, you know, that's a chick flick. Uh, I think they'll, they should give it a chance. Absolutely. Absolutely. Trying to fit in into, into society and whatever that is, whether it's school, work, we all try and do that. We're always trying to figure out how do I fit in? How do I, you know, do I have friends in this group? That's what it is ultimately. Yes, the, the, the central characters are women, are, are young girls, but their plight is human. Mm hmm. Absolutely. 
And so the next show on this season that is based on a also beloved film, different genre, different time period, An Officer and a Gentleman. Tell me about this new musical. Yeah, so this is this is a very faithful um, retelling of the film, obviously adapted for the stage, but it um, it features much of the the music from the time period and, and the most classic song from the show, Up Where We Belong. Um, but the uh, the show is really you know it's about what we give up in order to find our true selves. Um, and so this piece in particular, one of the things that struck us when Jennifer and I heard about this, and I heard. We had a good, we had the opportunity to hear the director talk about preparing the show because it has not been to Broadway. We're going to see it before it gets there, which is so exciting. We love mm. to do that when we can. But one of the things the director talked about was his experience interviewing um, officer candidates at the academy, and uh, and how impressed he was by uh, each person. And it was a wide variety of people, different ages. Um, different uh, backgrounds, different races, different socioeconomics, different politics, but their love of country, their devotion to country was across the board. So the sense of patriotism was all, was not red, was not blue, it was everybody. And um, he really wanted to make sure that the show captured that. And yet at the same time, because we have now watched them in rehearsal over a period of time, they've been doing video clips and sending them to us of their workshop process, this show has the potential to be like a Mamma Mia vibe that has people up and dancing by the end of the show mm. because we know the music so well. So I think they, it, it, unless I miss my guess, this is one of those pieces that is going to have, yes, it will have a great love story. It's going to have extremely recognizable music, but it's also going to have some meat to it with this idea of we are all one country. We are all patriots. We come from different parts of the world, different perspectives, but we're all in this together. And I love that about what the show, what I think the show is going to be. Jennifer, do you have anything you'd like to add? Well, this is a story that, that I actually don't know very well. I wasn't old enough to, to see the movie when it came out and I've never actually seen it. So all I know about (laughs) this story is what I have seen from the producers and the directors and I can't wait to see it. I love the music that they've chosen. It is like the perfect 80s song look um, musically. And it is going to be so much fun. And the story is really just great. Um, I remember, you know, growing up and hearing about, oh, Officer and Gentleman, it's such a wonderful love story. And it really is still a love story um, at the root of all things. But it's really got that feel good patriot thing that we all kind of love to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I want to uh, go back and touch on just one point that you mentioned there, Scott, to make sure that uh, the listeners heard it. This show has not come to Broadway yet. We are seeing this show as it is preparing to go to Broadway. Is that correct? That is absolutely true, and we love the opportunity to do that. And the fact that we're on the, the, the route for the rooting for the show on the way to New York it says something about this community and the the support that this community shows to Broadway show, to, to for Broadway producers. Uh, it gives them the confidence to trust their show that has not yet been tested, has not been reviewed by New York Press. They know that they're going to get a very fair, enthusiastic hearing of their show here um, as it's making that trip. So it really is 
um, a, a tremendous vote of confidence for this community by the Broadway community. And that is so exciting, which is why we, we take pride in that. And we try to um, feature shows, new shows, whenever we can. Absolutely. And that's something that uh, the two of you have spoken to me about over the years is as the Walton Arts Center's kind of reputation within the industry continues to rise, but also uh, not just the institution, but audiences have been really receptive of new and challenging or different, you know, different type of music, different storylines. I know that you've kind of talked to me over the years about how the industry as a whole has really taken notice of that. And they are almost kind of, if you want to call it rewarding that, uh, by giving us, helping us get a brand new show straight from Broadway and with this situation with Officer and a Gentleman uh, coming to us before, as it's on its way to Broadway, uh, which I wanted to ask, can you tell me a little about how uh, typical that is for a show? Because if you're familiar with the world of Broadway, you might know that a show will have, you know, a limited run in somewhere like, I feel like, you know, Boston or Philadelphia, you know, somewhere like that, and then go to Broadway. So how traditional is it for it to tour like this first? That is, the the, the model you just described is the more traditional model. And certainly the East Coast, the Hartford's of the world, the Providence's of the world, Boston, those have been traditional tryout cities largely because they're on train lines that run right into New York, and that's how old our industry is. Um, more recently, it's Chicago. Um, that's a big trial city. But it, the month for um, Officer and a Gentleman is not unprecedented. There have been other shows that have started on the road and moved into New York, but it's definitely the exception, not the rule. Uh, and it's, it's an exciting opportunity whenever it comes about because it is a little bit different, um, which is why we jumped on it. And the the... The fact that we were, again, invited to learn about the show in advance and to have the opportunity to uh, embrace it and, and book it on our, on our season, again, yes, that, that does speak well um, of the organization, of the community. That is all true. Yes. And something I wanted to tell you, Jocelyn, we opened, uh, we teched and opened a show a couple of years ago called The Lightning Thief. And it did go to Broadway. It was on Broadway um, the Christmas season before Broadway had to close because of COVID. So that is a, a recent show that actually tagged and opened here at Walton Arts Center that arrived on Broadway shortly thereafter. So uh, that was really exciting for all of us. That's true. Yeah, I uh, I think I had forgotten that that show went on to Broadway uh, because, uh, again, that's something we've talked about over the last few years, too, is the number of shows that have teched at the Walton Arts Center, uh, which, you know, just means their, their final preparation for getting all the choreography down, you know, working around the set pieces, finishing the set pieces sometimes. Uh, there have been several shows that have done that in the Walton Arts Center, several tours that the Walton Arts Center has launched. So, uh, yeah, I, I think I was just like lumping Lightning Thief in with all of that and totally forgot that it went on to Broadway. Yeah. You clearly know this industry very well, by the way. Oh, I wouldn't say <laughs> the, the industry, <laughs> the, the Walton Arts Center. I know the Walton Arts Center. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, try, I'm trying to, to learn more and to break out, and that's uh, you guys help me with that every year. So I appreciate it. So, An Officer and a Gentleman opens January 4th of next year. And then the show after that, I've got to admit, I'm, I'm always so excited for any new show, any new musical, especially one uh, like 
come from away, for instance, that I have not seen any um, source material for or anything like that. I'm always so excited for new things like that. The show opening on March 22nd, though, you guys, I thought I was never <laughs> going to get to see. So <laughs> I've got to admit, I am thrilled that you guys are bringing Hamilton here on March 22nd of 2022. Just for you. <laughs> <laughs> You're so and kind. And a couple tens of thousands of your best friends. Yes. Right. <laughs> yeah, we are, we are all so thrilled. Yeah. And this was a... Go ahead, go ahead. I was just going to say, this actually was, uh, you know, you often, we often talk about how long it takes for us to bring a show to fruition, and it is usually a two- to three-year process. And this one um, wasn't that long, but it was a very different process because we don't often have the opportunity to do a two-week run. Mm -hmm. um, it really needs to be a, you know, a behemoth title, which certainly Hamilton is. Um, but that is a different kind of conversation. It takes longer for our own teams to wrap our heads around how we're going to do that calendar-wise. What does it take to get in the building? So this this was a, a really wonderful two-year process of um, looking at our own internal systems and model uh, and working with the producer hand-in-hand -hand, um, who understood what our particular challenges are because our, our theater size, the number of seats, is definitely smaller than most of the houses the show is playing. Mm. But again, because of this market, because they know the enthusiasm, because they know the market that delivers the producer, the lead producer was working with us uh, to make this happen. Yeah, that's uh, pretty incredible how year after year, an institution that is, what, 26, 27 years old is continuing to... Uh, come up against new, uh, I'm not going to say challenges, opportunities, come up against new opportunities and figure out ways that you can, as you said, uh, kind of dig into your staff and your building and, you know, everything involved in bringing a show and still learn new things after all this time. Absolutely. It's really fun to be part of the Hamilton tour um, in the, in, in 2022 Hamilton, of course, is a story of the $10 founding father. I really love that line. Um, but it's also a story of love and loss and friendship and unfriendship, if that's a word, <laughs> and all the things that go with it. And making your mark in history, whether it's a small one or a big one, um, we're just thrilled to be part of, part of the phenomenon. Absolutely. It is a phenomenon. I uh, just personally have been listening to the soundtrack since I think like just before it start. Uh, well, wouldn't have been just before it started, but I've known about Hamilton just before it started on Broadway. As soon as the soundtrack was out, I've been listening to it for years. And uh, this last summer, Lin-Manuel Miranda was able to release the filmed version of the stage show on Disney Plus earlier than originally planned. And that was kind of like a, a gift because of the pandemic, right? Absolutely. It really was. And I think it introduced the show to so many more people. Um, we're just excited and, and looking forward to finding out how many of those people want to see it on stage now. It's so powerful. The story itself is just so powerful. And Jocelyn, going back to um, your, your mentioning of, of how old we are, April of 2022 
Walton Art Center will celebrate our 30th anniversary. Ah, so, so I shorted you a little. We're rolling into our 29th season, and you know our 30th birthday is April 26, 2022. And what a way to usher in the 30th anniversary, coming off a two-week performance of Hamilton. Yeah, the timing couldn't be better, really. And um, and I, I want to echo what, what Jennifer said. I, I, yes, the the film coming out it was. Uh, I think it really will uh, in, increase people's uh, excitement for seeing it. But even more for those who may have been um, unaware of it, or for those who, even for those who have seen it, the opportunity to to see the show and hear the show in that environment, and yes, to stop and start and replay, perhaps. I think gives people the opportunity to really dig into and understand the depth and the brilliance of Lynn Manuel Miranda and his lyrics. Mm-hmm. When I first heard In the Heights, which was the first Lynn Manuel Miranda show that I heard, when I finished hearing that show, I just, I literally said to myself, oh my, I have just heard a brand new voice in American theater. And I have only come to admire his voice more and more over time. He is sort of a new generation of Stephen Sondheim in terms of the brilliance of his work. Um, he is he is just an amazing person, and to have his work on our stage is such an honor. Absolutely. Yes, I know I've just kind of been gushing about the show, but it, it really is... Um, I feel like this uh, phrase is a little bit of a cliche, but it really is such a love letter to theater as well, if you know anything about Lynn and his work and his love of theater. And if you are familiar with uh, different theatrical styles and musical styles, you can certainly pick those out as you're listening to or watching Hamilton, you know, the different shows. You can go, oh, that feels a little like you know, influenced by this. And I think that is so fun too. It's just a totally different layer. Even if you're not into the history, if you don't love the rapping, there's still that layer of just pure love of theater, love of musicals. And I think that's something that some people might not know about and should really give it a chance for that reason as well. Yes, absolutely. And, and the, it is not solely rap. There are other musical forms in the course of the show. Yes. So, yes, you are exactly correct. Yes. So, thrilled about Hamilton. Thrilled that it is a two-week run. That's, you know, as you said, very exciting for the Walton Arts Center. That is March 22nd through April 3rd of 2022. And then we have the last show on the season, Fiddler on the Roof, uh, opening May 10th of next year. Yes, yes absolutely. Finally, <laughs> Scott, go ahead. I, think, I, I think during the pandemic we redated this show about four times because uh, we were we were determined to make sure that it stayed a part of the season uh, because it's you know it's a holdover from the season before. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so, um, it, it, this is one of those shows, and it's one of the few that can actually boast. I think up until the pandemic, that somewhere on Earth. Fiddler of the Roof is performed every single day. Wow. And has been since it opened. It has never really stopped running. It is one of the time-honored classics of all time-honored classics. And I think it's largely because it is about family. And it's about um, the you know, learning how to change as, as family changes, as, as time and as different generations influence traditions. And it's about staying current and the challenge that that presents. And I think any parent or grandparent certainly knows what that feels like to have 
your norms, your traditions challenged by your kids. And yet that is what has always happened. It's what's supposed to happen. Mm. And in a way, it's beautiful when it happens. And this is a celebration of that. Um, and yet this staging is new and different. And I think will be a breath of fresh air for folks who think they know Fiddler. This will make them see the show in a completely different way. Mm. Yeah, uh, that's uh, something we talked about, what, I guess two years ago now when you initially announced Fiddler because it was supposed to be here last year in 2020. Um, But yeah, we talked about the new staging, kind of the new feel of the show. It's the same director uh, and team as a a couple of shows, but specifically The King and I that was here a few years ago. I saw that performance and it was so just lush and beautiful and uh again i've only seen some press photos from from fiddler but it looks really spectacular and not oh that's an old show that's dated it doesn't feel that way to me just from pictures and from what i'm reading i completely agree i think this version of fiddler is going to introduce a new generation to the celebration uh that raises its cup to the joy and to life um it is the story about fathers and daughters and husbands and wives um, and about life, love, and joy and sorrow. So it's a fantastic show. It's just, I think it's going to be a beautiful way to close the season. Absolutely. Yeah, I agree. And, and, and I think having um, the, the choreographer, the, the, he's an Israeli choreographer, Hoffer Schechter, he will bring, one does bring, a, a, a different voice, a voice of, of often authenticity that is sometimes uh, missing in, in revival productions, um, but this does not suffer from that. He has he has really brought some new life into this. It's very mm-hmm. exciting. Yeah. Well, and so, Jennifer, something you just said there, it's about life, love, joy, sorrow. That kind of is a really good segue to go back to something that I wanted to touch on. Now that we've gone through the whole series, I wanted to ask you guys, you know, most of these shows, no, I believe all these shows, yep, we have discussed before, either two years ago or last year or at some point in between. And now, uh, Scott, as you said at the very beginning, coming out on the other side of a tragedy and such a strange and difficult year for so many people. I'm just wondering if, you know, looking back over the season, if anything has changed for you guys when you look at this show or, or even just look at pictures and, you know, it brings up memories of seeing it or you listen to a particular song. Um, I believe the kids call what I'm hinting at, uh, it hits different. I think that's how the kids are saying it. You know, it just, you know, used to feel one way about it and now it just totally hits you differently. Uh, preparing to go into the 2021-22 Broadway series, ha- are you feeling any of that uh, looking over these shows? I fully expect to be sobbing at the beginning of every show. Um, I'm, I'm just going to make sure that my bag is full of hankies so that I'm prepared. Um, and just having this conversation with you and thinking about the upcoming season, yeah, kind of got a little drippy. Um, and just, I'm just so excited and, and so looking forward and optimistic about 
the upcoming season and about our patrons and our audiences coming back into the theater where the ghost light has been on. We've been waiting and, um, Oh. <laughs> Can't talk. Justin, it's an interesting question because I hadn't, I had not thought of that. But so you're you're getting a real knee-jerk um, sort of reaction to your question, and I think there are two songs that jumped in my head as you were asking the question. So I'll, I'll speak to those. One is the room where it happened because mm-hmm. Bob Walker Holly is the room where Broadway happens in Northwest Arkansas, and we're inviting people back to the room where it happened with the show that's all about the room you know, that, that made that famous. So. That has new resonance for me, but for no reason uh, that has anything to do with the show other than what what an amazing phrase. And the other is the opening of Come From Away, where they're they're talking about um, overcoming this moment of tragedy. As I, as I mentioned earlier, I sadly and oddly I've had I've been in the wrong place at the right time for many of these sort of tragedies in international history, nine eleven. Sandy Hook shooting, Pulse shooting. I lived in all those towns at the time those things happened. So for me to personally, because you asked personally, for me personally, to hear that message in a show about it's not about the tragedy, it's about the overcoming. Yes, we need to take a moment and commemorate and remember what we lost, but we need to celebrate what we have found. Because if we don't celebrate what we have found, then the loss was for nothing. And we can't let that happen. So that that resonates for me and makes me um, it, it, it makes me love the show more. It makes me love the theater more, and it makes me extremely excited to bring everybody back in and start having these experiences again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, as I've slowly been talking to you know, a handful of artists here and there, um, several of them through the Walton Art Center, as you've had a couple of smaller shows over the last few months, um, a lot of these shows and a lot of these people that I'm speaking with, it's the first time they're getting back on the stage, the first time they're performing in front of an audience again. And every single one of them has said, you know, I expect I'm going to be very emotional. And I expect uh, particularly for that opening night of Come From Away, but really for opening night and maybe every night of all of these shows, I'm sure a lot of people will be feeling that overwhelming uh, sense of emotion as well. Um, just for me personally, you mentioning, you know, if we don't celebrate what we found, then the loss will be for nothing. Uh, not to diminish what anyone and everyone has been through over the last year plus now, but in getting excited for things to come back and getting excited for, you know, feeling some relief over the the vaccine is being distributed. Uh, you know, my whole family has it, you know, just little things like that every day are coming back and coming back. And thinking back before the pandemic, I know there were multiple times where I was like, ah, I'm too tired to go to that show or man, I, I wanted to see that, but the money or whatever. And I really feel like I'm going to feel that so little after we get through the other side of this and I have the opportunity to see live performance again. No, I, I think you're exactly right. And I, I, we have been surveying our, our audiences all through this to, to get a sense of you know, where their hearts are and where their heads are in terms of um, coming back and being in, in, in large numbers in theaters again. And the, it has always been a very high number of folks that say, I cannot wait to come back to the theater. And that number has only crept up more and more and more uh, as the vaccine has become available. So I think you are right, and I think that there are going to be a lot of people sitting next to you who feel the exact same way. Mm-hmm. And 
I, I, I'm really thrilled. The arts has always had the opportunity to entertain and enrich and lift the spirit, and I think it's time. We're all ready. It is time. We're all ready. So that is the Walton Arts Center 2021-22 Broadway series. It begins October 26th with Come From Away, but of course you can purchase a subscription package for all six shows. Uh, Much sooner than that, individual tickets for almost all the shows will go on sale this summer. Uh, Single tickets for Hamilton will be a little later than that in the fall, so just keep up with the Walton Arts Center's website and, you know, check check there and keep your ear out for any announcements and things like that. Um, But the season subscription will certainly be the best way to, as the press release mentions, secure a ticket to all the shows because, as we've been talking about, Lots of people will be very excited to get back into the theater, and I anticipate anyway that a lot of these shows will sell out possibly much sooner than they might have in the past. Your lips to God's ears. <laughs> so again, that is waltonartscenter.org, where you can find all of the information on these shows and when tickets are going to come out, etc., cetera, etc., cetera. or you can call the box office at 443 Zero, zero. Scott, Jennifer, thank you again so much for your time. I can't wait for when I actually get to see you in person again one of these days, but still always a joy to have particularly this season conversation with you guys. <laughs> Absolutely, Jocelyn. Great to talk to you. A pleasure, always. All right, you guys have a good one, and we'll talk soon. Okay, bye. Bye.